said mean things. Bren's got the nicest smile. Cece's eyes, a luminous green against her caramel skin, met Macy's in the narrow mirror. If he walks me home, I'll ask him up. Now you're talking. They walked back. It seemed louder than it had, Macy thought. All the voices, the clattering dishes, the scraping chairs ground against her headache. Someone blocked her path, just for a moment as they passed the bar. Annoyed, she rounded, shoved at him, but he was already murmuring an apology and moving toward the door. Asshole, she muttered, and at least had the chance to snarl as he glanced back, smiled at her before he stepped outside. What's wrong? Nothing, just a jerkhead. As she sat again, Travis took her hand the way he did, gave her a wink. We want to go to Nino's, she announced. We were just talking about going to Tortilla Flats. We'd need a reservation at Nino's, Travis reminded her. We don't want Mexican crap. We want to go somewhere nice. Jesus, we'll split the bill if the tab's a BFD. Travis's eyebrows drew together, digging a thin line between them the way they did when she said something stupid. She hated when he did that. Nino's is twelve blocks away. The Mexican place is practically around the corner. So angry, her hands began to shake. She shoved her face toward his. Are you in a fucking hurry? Why can't we do something I want for a change? We're doing something you wanted right now. Their voices rose to shouts, clanging with the sharp voices all around them. As her head began to throb, Cece glanced toward Bren. He sat, teeth bared in a snarl, staring into his glass, muttering, muttering. He wasn't adorable. He was horrible, just like Travis. Ugly, ugly. He only wanted to fuck her. He'd rape her if she said no. Macy knew. She knew, and she'd laugh about it. Screw both of you, Cece said under her breath. Screw all of you. Stop looking at me like that, Macy shouted. You freak! Travis slammed his fist on the table. Shut your fucking mouth! I said stop! Grabbing a fork from the table, Macy peeled off a scream and stabbed the prongs through Travis's eye. And the bloodbath began. Lieutenant Eve Dallas stood in the carnage. Always something new, she thought. Always something just a little more terrible than even a cop could imagine. Even for a veteran murder cop swimming in the bubbling stew of New York in the last quarter of the year 2060, there was always something worse. Bodies floated on a sea of blood, booze, and vomit. The stench clogged the air and made her think of old photos she'd seen of battlefields where no side could claim clear victory. She stood, waiting for the first wave of shock to pass. She'd forgotten she could be shocked. She turned, tall and lean, brown eyes flat, to the beat cop and first on scene. What do you know? My partner and I were on our break in the diner across the street. As I came out, 
I observed a female, late twenties, backing away from the door of the location. She was screaming. What time was that? We logged out for the break at 1745. I don't think we were in there over five minutes, Lieutenant. Okay, continue. The female was unable to speak coherently, but she pointed to the door. While my partner attempted to calm the female, I opened the door. He paused, cleared his throat. I've got twenty-two years in, Lieutenant, and I've never seen anything like this. Bodies everywhere. Some were still alive, crawling, crying, moaning. I called it in, called for medicals. There was no way to keep the scene undisturbed, sir. People were dying. Understood. We got eight or ten out. The medicals, Lieutenant. I'm sorry. I'm not clear on the number. They worked on...